Who outside of play? I'm listening to Fuller Cinematic. but I don't know. There's so much stuff going on now and I, I know so many people with COVID right now. Oh my gosh. It's sick. It's just ridiculous. So yeah. I'm trying to stay as far away from that as I can. I saw an article I saw I read an article recently where a doctor was saying that if you look at um X rays of a person who got COVID and got over it versus a full recovery versus somebody who smoked for most of their life. Mm -hmm. uh, the the X-ray of the COVID lungs looked worse than the smoker's lungs. Oh my God! Well, one of my coworkers just got home from the hospital this past either Sunday or Monday, and um, she had already had lung damage from pneumonia, and she has um, some other health issues. But anyways, she uh, she's home on oxygen. So, said the doctor, one of the doctors today for first appointment of the follow up, and he said he stares, still hears rattling and all that kind of stuff and everything with her lungs. So, and then my um, sister was telling me that a friend of ours, she's really more her friend, but her and her husband, the man, she, Debbie is the one with the, all the heart health issues, but her husband, Steve, who, and that came to the, my mom's funeral, they were, they looked just fine as could be. And Steve is the one that had to be carried off by ambulance today because of, uh, and now he's got COVID pneumonia. So, uh. And that man's been a hard worker. I mean, good health, slim build, you know, just get in shape. But yet, you would think she'd be the one to end up with it. So you just don't know, you know. It's just crazy. Right. Yeah. But I was just sitting there thinking. I had Terry and I had to, um, after we left her mom's house, and um, we had to run to the grocery store. And I said, I'm going to go home and try to get my walk in. And I thought, and then I may need to see if Rand's available for a kind of do a follow-up on some stuff so because it's been so long since we've done anything but um yeah you know i just realized today that it's been three weeks three wow and now there is the a friend of mine um sent me a text last week and said that he because he's so upset about not being able to go to the movies and he's seen where i've been like a time or two and um so he's decided he, he just he still won't take a chance he won't he won't go but um he said, man, I, I, you know, I says, how of us not getting to see a movie? He says, I'm going to bring the movies here. He said, what if we get a group together? And I'm thinking, hmm, uh, you know, that's okay as long as I'm, they're like family members that I know where they've been. Right. But he wants, he wants to get together on the 29th and watch that new Denzel Washington movie that's coming out, which I didn't even hear. I didn't even know anything about it. I mean, I haven't read up on much. Of, I really haven't read much on anything as far as upcoming movies. So that's why I was like, what are we going to talk about tonight other than um, Promising Young Woman? But and, and, and we got to talk about uh, One Night in Miami. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, so we do have two to talk about. But, so, um, but I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you just – it's still – I just still don't understand how these companies are making money. I really don't – to be able to produce films and make movies. I, it's just at this point. I mean, you know, for about six months, I thought they'd be able to ride it out. But now we're going on – it's a year almost a year that pretty much everything shut down. Well, you think about it, New York pretty much started shutting down January of last year. Oh, they did? New York did, yeah. They were having, they were really encountering all, all the um, COVID mess that started 
Because remember, that's about the time when all the bodies and stuff, they started showing people getting sick. And I think it was around this time last year. Maybe it might have been. See, I, I, I didn't, I didn't um, notice anything shutting down until mid-March of last year. Yeah. I mean, I think I, some places were. I remember, they, I remember they canceled. They just they announced that they were going to cancel March Madness, and that's when I knew it was serious. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You're talking big bucks there, man. You're talking about, yeah. you're talking about shutting that down. Ooh. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. But, but um, all right. I'm going to pull up. I want to see. All right. So, what are we going to talk about first? Are we going to talk about what did we watch first? One at Miami, and then came the. Or yeah. you want to say the best for last and talk about the promising young woman? Is that it first? And then, did, all right, first of all, how are we going to do it? Because I, I missed the first 30 minutes. So uh -huh. other than the fact that it probably just kind of – because I really hate the fact that I missed the setup of what it was, was – she you know, did it show them when they were in medical school? And no, they didn't, no, they didn't show anything in medical school. Oh, uh, okay. When the movie started, uh, she was – what was her name? What was that girl's name? Let me look it up. I don't forget. Well, now. that's pretty. Well, when the movie yeah. started, she was already, um, she was targeting one of her victims. She was in a in a club and pretending to be drunk, and she was uh, waiting for a guy to come up to her. Ah, uh, gotcha, Cassandra. Okay, Cassie. Cassie, yeah, Cassandra Thomas, but they call her Cassie. Yep. <clears throat> who were and some of these people in that thing? I have no idea who they were, but anyway. Um, so anyway, so it showed him. Uh, so it just showed her taking advantage of her victims, and I guess. So what, what? When you came in, what was going on? Let's, she was in the. Um, she was in the soda shop or the ice cream store. No, it's a um, coffee shop. Oh, oh, coffee shop, yeah, coffee shop. But yeah, but in Connie Britton, I was really surprised to see her in it. Um, I think a lot of the casting was deliberate because they were trying to. Um, the, the writer-director was trying to put people who had a reputation for um, mostly for being yeah being nice and lovable. So they, they wanted to kind of surprise you by and then well it did it was it was surprising, but so all right so I guess I'm gonna have to be surprised by what you're because I never did get a feel for what your take on it was as far as the film goes. Um, yeah. So anyway, so we could talk yeah we could talk about it and it's actually but you know it's it's 91 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So, hmm. Well, I did see that um, some people who loved the movie for three quarters of the way mm -hmm. were really pissed off by the ending. What? Yeah. Oh, no. Man, that's what made the movie. Oh, my God. Yeah, me too. I, I thought the, the the ending. Oh no, I man, that how could what did they want to have happen? I mean, they wanted, they wanted her to get away with it, to um to live and get away. With it. But she wasn't doing any better than right. Mm. And the, the writer director said that was the point was to show that um you know if you were to to be you know at least a little realistic um that 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 out you know there couldn't be a happy ending exactly yeah what what tom cruise will debut two huge sequels wow 
Yeah, he's going to be in Maverick, of course, which... Um, yeah, if that ever comes out. And he's also going to be starring in another Mission Impossible movie. Another? Wow. Oh, and this is the Morbius. Yep, that's the one that Jared Leto kept, and it got moved out to October. Yep. Yep. And it may get moved again. Oh, my just, God. If you look at the way things are going... Well, look at No Time to Die. That's going to be moved. I don't even know why they got that plate. But, and so is, so is The Quiet Place, too. That's going to be moved. But you, but you know what? I, I didn't. I never really. I always thought it was weird that they put No Time to Die in April to begin with. Because um, no, um, historically, James Bond movies come out in November. Yeah, that is. Uh, well, I don't know if they're trying to br break tradition or what the deal is. So, Oh, man, Death of the Nile. I did see I saw, And actually, I saw a um, trailer for that. That was good. Um, oh, you know what, John? I almost forgot. I saw a movie that was very similar to one of your favorite movies of last year, um, Sound of Metal. Mm -hmm. There is a, a teenage movie about a guy who um, is, he's not losing his hearing gradually. What's happening is, I think he has a, um, it turns out that he has seizures and I think it's because, and I think to stop the seizures, um, the surgeon told him that they had to uh, remove some, uh, part of his, I don't know if it was his part of his brain or something they had to remove, but um, it controlled his hearing. So they said that, um, you know, after the hearing, after the surgery, he wouldn't, he would, his hearing would be lost. So the movie is about him going on a um, kind of a, a quest to record a bunch of the sounds that um, he would never be able to hear again. Oh my God! How depressing! Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, it gets even more depressing than that because his, oh. <laughs> uh, his big brother, who was his hero, was a. Um, he actually died when. I think when the main character was six years old, his brother died in a house fire, saving him. And um, you want me to tell you? Uh, How did you find out about what was it? Where did you watch that on Hulu? Yeah, you want me to tell you uh, a big revelation at the end? Yeah, go ahead and just tell me the story. Yeah. So, like I said, he always idolized his brother because he, you know, he was he was you know he thought he was cool, and he he's and he gave his life saving him from a house fire. But at the end of the movie, it turns out that. You know, he only thought that because he was six years old. The mm. truth of the matter was his brother had a bipolar disorder, which oh. his, his parents never told him that. And um, his brother was the one who actually set the house on fire because he was suicidal. And that's the way he killed himself. Oh, my gosh. And wow. firefighters were the ones that actually rescued the main character when he was a six-year-old boy. Because um, his brother set the house on fire with the both of them inside. So, wow, you, what a lovely film. I'm going to have to, that's definitely not one I need to watch anytime soon. So, not my state of mind. So, <laughs> man, God, well, I mean, was, uh, was, it actually, was it good? I mean, as far as the acting and all that kind of stuff and directing? Yeah, it, it, it was pretty decent because it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like a cookie cutter uh, formula movie. Yeah. Was it, it an original or uh, a little original or? That, I believe it was, but I'm not sure. I'm about to think, because I hadn't heard of that, so. Called, uh, we'll look it up real quick. Because I halfway remember the title, but I don't want to screw it up. 
I think it's called the ultimate playlist of sound. Uh, that say, have I heard of that? There, or maybe I'm thinking about something else. It has. I mean, that might have been it. Okay, that, that, but you know, no, what it, I, I was close. It's called the ultimate playlist of noise. No, I haven't heard that. Okay, <laughs> oh. all right. I, but you know what, though, I'm gonna. Let me mark that on my list, on my Hulu list. Watch I mean, that. I figured it was right up your alley because you like Sound of Metal so much. Oh, I, let me tell you, Sound of Metal, I don't, and I'm telling you, he's already, the main actor is already getting raised, and uh, they're saying he's going to be be a definite uh, nominee for Best Male Performance, So, and I can understand it, so... I can see why. Actually, I watched it again. I th did I tell you I watched it again with Terry? Uh, I, that's the second film I've watched twice. I watched Herself with her. And then, um, oh, the ultimate playlist of noise. There it is. Yeah. I'm going to put that on my um, my stuff. Okay. Oh, that looks good. Yep. But it starts off, it does start off as a, uh, seems like a lighthearted yeah. teen movie, but it, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, like a, you know, kind of heavy. It, oh, gets, it gets dark as it goes. Yeah, I, I tell you, because I watched Santa Mel again with Terry this past week, and it was uh, it was still kind of heavy. I mean, it ends on a good note, how it should end, and that's what I'm that's what I'm liking about some of these movies I've been seeing lately. Is you know, there's there's some of the things I've been seeing from these, like you said, Focus Films and Amazon Studios and um, STX and everything. They're they're kind of outside the norm of what you would expect as far as movies and the endings. Cause you know, sometimes I don't want to, I used to always want a cookie cutter ending, you know, everything to be happy and all that stuff. But now I'm appreciating more of a realistic type ending. You know, it doesn't end the way that you, you know, the pretty woman type ending where, you know, he comes riding up with a limousine and takes her all the way. He directed just as an FYI. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but on, um, but anyway, there's a great documentary on there about the Bee Gees. Oh, John, John, that was Gary Marshall, not Frank. Oh, Marshall. Gary Marshall, not Frank Marshall. That's right. What am I thinking about? What did Frank Marshall direct? I don't know. Let me see what else he's looked at. He's directed in. So, American film producer Frank Marshall. Movies. Uh, he has Okay. Wow. He's done Raiders of the Lost Ark, Arachnophobia, Congo, Jurassic World, Jason Bourne, The Sixth Sense. Curious case of Benjamin. Okay, he's done a lot of movies. Sea Biscuit, Polter. Oh, your favorite, one of your favorite, Poltergeist. Yep. Oh, Empire of the Sun. That was an amazing movie. Did you say, did you say Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah. That's one of my favorites too. Got mine too. That's that's a classic. That's just an absolute classic. Uh, Gremlins. Ah, oh, Color Purple. Um. Did you know Gremlins is a Christmas movie? Oh, don't even go there. I that. I know people put it in that category. I can't no. He but, got he got the gremlin. Should, he got the gremlin as a Christmas present. You should see all of the darn movies this man has produced. Oh my gosh. Wow. But he's he, a producer, uh, not a director, right? Um let me see. No, he's a film producer and director. Often in working well, I had no idea. This is something I learned tonight from the film. He is married to Kathleen Kennedy. And Kathleen Kennedy has been a David Spielberg. Um, She's the head of Lucasfilm now. Yeah, and she, he was and Steven Spielberg, and he was one of the founders of Amblin Entertainment. So, wow, man, this man's all over the place. This is crazy. Oh, he directed uh, Alive and Congo and Arachnophobia. Wow. 
Mm-mm-mm. Well, good for him. So, but yeah, his latest thing with the Bee Gees documentary, it's, it's really good. And he said he spent over a hundred hours watching music and concerts and stuff like that about the Bee Gees. And it's, it's a great, I mean, I'm, you know, if you're into that, but, um, Oh, so that's why you like him so much. Yeah. Um, Oh, look, he also did something on Johnny Cash. Ooh, I got to watch that too. So my, my music range is all over the place. So, but anyway. Is it though? Huh? Is it though? Uh, well, I think so. Why? Uh, how, how many, um, how many Go-Go albums do you have? How many what? Go-Go albums. Uh, I should, I don't I don't have many more, but I had every I had all. Let's see, I had the first one, Be- the Beauty and um, the Vacation album. I had their debut album. No, no, had, no, not, not the Go Go's. Go Go music. Go Go's music. Yeah. What is that? It's pretty popular in the D.C. area. I've never heard of such. Let me look that up too. Are you listening? What is it? Is it like a? a Go-Go's. Yeah, I'm, thinking, I'm sitting there thinking the Go-Go's. I'm like, what do you know about the Go-Go's? Um, <laughs> Go-Go music in D.C. I heard of the Go-Go's. A musical style. Yep, see? Shut your mouth. Okay, New ja- it's a derivative of New Jack Swing. Yep. Funk. Okay, I could go with that. They have some George Clinton in that. that was, oh, look, they even got a videotape. They got, they're showing it. Well, uh, the official music of Washington, D.C. is Go-Go. Oh, my gosh. Well, now, how long this, now, I've seen, I've seen another um, video from back in May of last year. So, how long has this, this particular style been around? Um, I don't know. Oh, 2017. No, it's uh, been around at least since the 80s. Oh, in 2013. I see something from 2013 here. Wow. No, okay. I'm, well, you got me on that. So I didn't know there was the other. Is there particular? Well, it does say it's a popular music subgenre associated with funk. Wow. Well, you have taught me something new. I will be darned. So, I wonder why it hasn't spread so far outside of Washington, though. I mean, because I haven't heard of it down here. Have you? Well, they, I, there's been a, a few go-go, a handful of go-go songs that were big um, nationwide hits. Wow. Well, I'll stand corrected. So I guess I don't. Uh, I guess I don't know everything about uh, Go Go Swing, Chuck Brown, and the Soul Searchers. Hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm impressed. Salt and Pepper even had a, a, go, a hit. I thought go-go. I was all over the place as far as music, but I guess you're. Uh, however, with that being said, now if I was to hear some of it and I like the groove or like the beat or whatever, then yeah, I'd, I'd be down for it. So, but I'm gonna have to check into that um, genre, start listening to stuff, and see if i like it and then the other one is um you ever watched the have you ever watched flash mob videos just to see what they look like i've seen them but i don't watch them on purpose yeah <laughs> you don't get anything out of them i think it, i think they're pretty good but there's one um and let me find it it's where um this it's in a foreign country i don't know where exactly i'm trying to find it but it's it is so good um it's a, there it is. It's in a shopping center, and I'm trying to figure out exactly where it is. But this group decided to do a uh, flash mob in this shopping mall, 
and um, to Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. And they're the piano, you know, how some, some shopping malls will have pianos or instruments, you know, and they're the piano up there. And this man and woman sit down, and all of a sudden they start playing. And the camera watches people looking around like, what, that, what is that noise? What is that going on? And it is just, it is so funny. But um, anyway, they start playing it. And then after they get through the first verse and then they hit the chorus, well, everybody in the, most people in the shopping mall know the, the chorus to Bohemian Rhapsody and they join in. And anyway, just, it's amazing. That whole thing is so good too. But um, yeah, I love watching reaction videos and flash mob videos. It's just too funny. So anyway, I didn't mean to get off on a tangent there, but <clears throat> yeah. But. yeah let's, let's get back to the um, upcoming yeah. Okay, so are we gonna are we gonna review the two? We'll get to those, but let's let's do the um, best prospects for 2021 first. Yes, please, let's do. Okay, that works for me. So, are we on? Are we gonna start it now? Are we live, or what are we doing? Or do I yeah. just need to? We uh yeah we good. Um, we good. So um, if anybody is listening to this or watching this, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Um, if you like what you see, even if you don't like what you see, do us a favor and subscribe anyway. <laughs> yeah. Please subscribe, share, like, and comment, please. And welcome again to Fully Cinematic with Rand and John. So we are here to talk about two movies, and then we're going to talk about some uh, some of the stuff coming up this year. Um, hopefully it's going to be a better year for everybody. So um, anyway, so, all right. So, Rand, how, what you want to start off with tonight? I will say that although there were uh, – 2020 did have a lot of uh, low points to, you know, to it, which is probably an understatement. However, I do not look on 2020 as a complete disaster because I thought that the protests that took place um, throughout the year were sorely needed and were a long time coming. So I will mm -hmm. always look back on 2020 with a little bit of fondness. Well, I don't think, yeah, I don't think 2020 was totally, totally bad. I mean, I, there was a lot of, I think it opened up a lot of eyes. It opened up a lot of people to different opinions. I think it opened up a lot of, um, there were so many good things I saw on TV, which I really am not, I mean, I'm more of a movie watcher than a TV watcher, but there's so many good things that came about. I watched, and um, I, th I still think there was a sense of humanity around everybody. I mean, so the, you know, I think the COVID thing it was obviously the most depressing thing about, Definitely. you that know, keeping us. That that really was the downfall. I mean, everything else I think was just a, a natural progression of things that were you know needed to happen, and and so and you know, I went out tonight and uh, went to the grocery store with my wife, and you know what, everybody was just as nice as could be, and life life goes on and you know so we moved into a new uh a new direction here for the new year and so yeah so i look back on 2020 i mean it was rough um of course with the end of the year being um particularly sad for me with the loss of my mom but you know what i love my mom uh i know she's listening i love your mom and um still still kind of hard but it's okay i lost my stepdad and my brother too so and i love them as well but they're still with me in spirit and um we got to move on. So, so yep. So, I agree. So, uh, we can't totally, we're all still here. We're blessed. And, um, you know, we made it through 2020 and now we're looking forward to a good 21. So. Right. And we're still hanging on to 2020 a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the movies that we both love that came out in 2020 is One Night in Miami. Uh, oh, my gosh. Okay, who's going to go first on this one? Because 
I, I don't even, I mean, all right, I, I'll go. Let me go ahead and sit them. I, I'll just start it. I, Rain and I were so fortunate to watch this at the screening and got to see it in advance before it came out. And um, I had already heard, and I know Rain did too, but I had already heard so many good things about Regina King, who I just love as a as an actor. I just think she's amazing. I have watched her for, for so long. And um, and I really knew, I had heard that she was directing this film, and I thought, okay, what's this going to, you know, how's this going to work out? Um, I, I can't, there's not enough to say about this film. It was, it was, it was a timely film. It's an important film. It kept you engaged. The words that were said, the, the, um, the script writer, I guess is that what you would say, and whoever put the dialogue together and the things that were said touched, not just minorities. I don't feel like, I don't think it just touched, um, African-Americans. I think it spoke to any, a human I think, I think there were so many, so many things in the film that were humanitarian, and I'm not by any means, you know, am I taking anything away from um, the importance of what it especially means to the African American community? Um, it was just a great humanitarian film. The message was so important. The performances, though, oh my gosh, I, I don't even know which one. I really can't say who I like better. I mean, I, I, they just were amazing. So this is definitely. In my top five, it might even end up being either number one, or number two, um, for what I saw last year. But it, it's just she did a great job, and if this is if this is anything, any sign of what she's what she's got as a director, then she she's got another career. I mean, she doesn't have to worry about you know leaving Hollywood because she can't act because she can definitely direct. Yeah, it's the first um, movie that Regina it's Regina King's uh, feature film debut. So. Wow! 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 Amazing. I, I tell you, I'm, I'm very impressed. So, so give us your thoughts. I know you got a lot to say, so let's hear it. Well, you did mention the um, screenwriter, and the, the, the movie is actually based on a 2013 play by the same name that was actually written by Kent Powers, who is the screenwriter of the movie. And um, he also has a connection to another 2020 movie that you liked. He was the uh, co-director of the movie Soul. Oh, yep. Okay, that's another one. Love it. Love it, love it. And so, Great film. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. That, uh, it's hard to really um, single out any any one performance in the movie because um, the, the entire cast um, really, um, really came through. Um, probably, maybe the person that people will... Um, Noticed the most will stick out for people. Be most familiar is um Leslie Odom. Yeah, yeah. He also that's true. Of, that's a good point. He also was one of the co-stars in Hamilton, which was also a big yeah. hit um, last year. Yeah, he portrayed um soul singer Sam Cooke. Um, Excellent Aldis performance in that role. He did an amazing job. Aldis Hodge. He portrayed Jim Brown. Aldis Hodge um, has actually been. Um, Getting bigger and bigger recently. He he co-starred in Invisible Man earlier in 2020. He is um, that's the one I got to see. That's on a top 20 list of some critics. I've got to see that film. I haven't seen it. He's going to be in um, The Rock's um, first superhero movie, Black Adam. Which oh, is, hmm. okay. I think that movie is scheduled to come out next year. Oh, hadn't heard about that. Okay. 
And I got a fun fact for you. Aldous Hodges' movie debut was in Die Hard with a Vengeance in 1995. <laughs> Gosh, okay. He played uh, one of Samuel Jackson's characters, uh, nephews in it. Oh, yep. Okay, you know what? I'm thinking back on that film. All right. Okay. Because I knew he looked familiar. I just couldn't picture where he, where he was from. So I hadn't looked at the biography yet. So also did a great job. I, he, he, to me, he was kind of the, he was kind of the balance of the, the voice of reason in that film. But at the same time, and you know the conversation I'm talking about, which I won't get spoiled away, but when he was actually sitting in the, in the room by himself um, with Malcolm X, that discussion was very enlightening for me as as a white person. So, um, and, uh, but he was definitely the voice of reason in the film. He, he, but he did a great job. Very good. Now, the, um, just to give the basics of the movie, it, it, it takes place in uh, 1964, um, February 25th of 1964, when Muhammad Ali, who was at that point um, still going by his slave name, Cassius Clay, had just beaten Sonny, he had beaten Sonny Liston for the heavyweight um, boxing title. That was, that was the first fight, right? That was yeah, that was yeah, that was the first fight we saw in the movie. Okay, all right. So later that night, he accepted an invitation by Malcolm X to um, meet um, in his hotel room. Um, other uh, in, in other invitations went to Jim Brown, who um, is a hall is a Hall of Fame um, NFL player. He uh, played for the Cleveland Browns. Mm -hmm. um, and he actually won the first, um, if I remember correctly, he, they uh, won the first NFL championship um, 10 months late after the events of the movie. Huh. Um, like I said, uh, soul singer Sam Cooke uh, was one of the, in, one of the attendees to the party. He is mostly known for the uh, classic, um, civil rights anthem, A Change Is Gonna Come. Mm, and that, oh my gosh, that's when he performed it. Wow. Okay. I won't say anything else. So you got Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke. Now, let and me clarify. Let me just make sure I understand it. So the meeting actually took place, but nobody knows what was actually said in that hotel room, right? This is just. Right. Right. The, okay, uh, this is just a. Uh, uh, I don't want to say make believe. What am I trying to say? It's just a. Magic. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, what what they might have said in the room with each other when they when they met. So right, because you've okay. got four um, at the time um, in, um, enormously uh, famous and mm -hmm. uh, powerful black uh, stars mm -hmm. uh, all together in a room at the same time. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of potential there. Uh, well, and my thing was, I did not like the fact, well, all right, let's talk about the whole ego thing. Okay. I, let me think about how I want to, how I want to think about this thing. So you would think there'd be a lot of ego and to some degree, I guess there was with some of the dialogue that took place and some of the things they spoke with each other in the film. But at the same time, there was still a lot of uh, humility among them and they still remain friends. Um, right. You know, if, as long as everything, you know, if you go based upon the film itself and how, how it ended, how it all worked out. Um, 
my thing is it just, you know, the ending just tore me up because I mean, I literally, I mean, when that film ended, I mean, my, I was just, I was just done because of the performances and just, it was just so good. And, um, and it was sad at the same time. Cause I'm like, I don't think there's anybody. Let's see. Is Jim Brown? Has he passed on too? He's still alive. Oh, Jim Brown is the only one of the He's four. He's the only one alive. That's right. That's right. So, and, and you know what? I'm glad you said that because has he, have you read anything at all about his, has he seen the film? And given any comments or feedback, I haven't read anything. I haven't read um, anything about his um, his take on. Okay, I'd be interested. I would be very interested in knowing what his what his thoughts about it are. So, yeah, me too. But, um, that's a good. I, that's a good question. Because I haven't, I haven't, I have not seen any headlines or anything indicating what his thoughts are. Maybe, and you know, he could choose just to keep it. Be he may not want to. He may just want to be you know keep it private. I mean, no, you know, you know Jim Brown is um, is known for being uh, pretty stoic. Um, strong, silent type of guy. Mm -hmm. so he may not have voices, uh, his opinion on the movie. Maybe as it gets more toward uh, award season time, which is coming up soon, by the way. I mean, I can't imagine that we wouldn't hear something. But you know what? He may never. And that's his, pr that's his prerogative. I mean, but uh, I, I just, you know, I hope he liked the way that the actor portrayed him because I thought he did a good job. I, I, there were, you know, the thing about it is the film has serious tones, serious notes, but there's also fun, there's laughter, there's, you know, dreams, like in the, when he's sitting outside, I think it was who, Muhammad and um, Sam were sitting out in the, was that a Corvette or what kind of car was that he, they were driving that new? I think it was a Corvette. Anyway, yeah, sitting outside, and they were just, and they were just having a blast, talking about how, you know, that, you know, they just, they all had dreams, and he and Muhammad was trying to encourage Sam to do what he could to help you know, because there was, what was it, two young black guys that walked by and they were so excited or had they had ran into them in the store and right. they were telling them, look, you can help, you know, you can help them meet, reach their dreams too. You got to, you got to do what you can to help, help the community and, and help, help our brother. So, but um, it, it was a great film. Definitely one that I think Regina King should definitely be nominated for directing for. I hope she will be. Um, but it was good. Definitely, a, definitely a great one. So. Yeah. And um, the, the, I don't the, maybe the the movie itself uh was very I think it was very important and uh substantive I don't think the movie itself was um too sad but um no the tragic thing about it was that um not long after the events of the the movie um some some tragedy happened yeah uh, yeah so um well, that's what I'm saying. There's, I mean, you have to look at all the look at the characters. They're all everybody except for Jim Brown is gone. And I mean, yeah, and actually, and actually, Sam Cook actually was killed um, later that year, I believe, um, in December of uh, 1964. Mm. And Malcolm X was actually um, killed. He was actually shot to death in um, almost a year later. After yeah. the, uh, wow. See, that's just, yeah, that's why I say at the end, I was kind of, I was kind of sad of that part, thinking about the fact that you got these great people that, you know, have all done so much and have made their mark in the world. And, you know, then they died at such a young, such a young age, you know, and um, just, just tragic. So, but, but I mean, the thing about it is, you know, don't, this is not a, a downer by any means for anybody. It's definitely an, a, 
a great film. It's an important film, and I think everybody will love it. So um, I think um, one thing that um, that uh, people may um, now realize is that um, the movie touches on uh, something that, uh, that uh, uh, something that is, was 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 um, a little known fact that um, Malcolm Malcolm X was a, a fan of uh, photography. And he really did. And you see him in the movie um, carrying a camera around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I wondered why that was all. He really did. Yeah, he really was a, um, a um, aspiring or, um, photographer, and he took a lot of wow. pictures. Yeah. Also, uh, another thing that um, I read was uh, factual was uh, the idea that they did uh, eat ice cream that night at the party. <laughs> they died. That was confirmed. They did. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, because you know, um, Malcolm X didn't drink. Um, yeah, he was a he was a uh, what do they call it? A teetotaler? They don't, you know. Well, um, Islam doesn't uh, allow uh, alcohol or anything like that. Okay. Yeah, neither he, neither he nor Muhammad Ali were drinkers. Um, but so instead of serving drinks, Malcolm X served ice cream. Well, there you go. I mean, it's all right. Could could, yeah. Because Muhammad Ali, he did actually convert over to 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 be a Muslim, right? Right. Okay. All right. That's what I thought. So, yeah, it was it was, it was a great film. I, I was actually, uh, so like I said, the movie takes place in February of 1964. Um, he would actually take on the name Muhammad Ali in March of. 1964. So just um, the following mm. month was when he changed his name. Wow. And, and you know, of course, two years after that, uh, he famously refused uh, to be drafted for the Vietnam War. Yeah, but he wasn't arrested for that, was he? I mean, yes, they... he was. He was. Uh, oh, he was. Oh, he was facing prison time, and he his uh, boxing license was taken away. So he lost his livelihood and he uh, nearly lost his freedom. But oh. he actually won that uh, case in court. Wow. Uh, but it did take a little longer for him to be, uh, to get his uh, boxing career back on track. Well, I think he ended up doing okay. So, yeah, I mean, it might have taken a while, but he, he did he did good. And what the thing about it too is, was it the Atlanta game where he, where he after he was suffering from Parkinson's, he carried the, he lit the tree. He lit the um, right, the, the, the torch. Yeah, and the, yeah, and that just I, that was playing in my mind at the end of the movie when I was thinking about Muhammad Ali and what you know from a historical perspective, um, about him. And that just that was such a touching moment to see that you know in history to see him doing that too. And um, just you know, I just hated that he ended up. You know, passing away from what he did. So, yeah, Muhammad Ali actually um, died on June third of two thousand sixteen. Wow! So this June would be five years. Wow, that's hard to believe. So, well, it's a great, great movie, y'all. Definitely need to watch it. Please put it on your list um, and support it. So, it's currently uh, it's currently available for streaming on Amazon Prime. Very nice. So shall we flip the switch and go over to a completely different type of film? Um, another screener that um, Rand and I were able to, to, I missed the, 
first 30 minutes of it. Um, but actually, wasn't actually you got to screen it. And then I actually went to the movie theater for the first time in I don't know how long. I think this was the second film I've seen in the year at an actual theater. I, I, I couldn't believe I couldn't believe it when you told me that you wanted to see it in the movie theater, even though that screening was coming up. Yeah, I, I, I surprised myself too, but it was one of those nights where I was just having, I needed something different. I needed a different scene. Um, and it wasn't because of my, um, I mean, my home life and everything's great. It's just, I had a lot of, I just needed to do something to kind of distract myself from thinking about my mom and her passing. So, and I'm not going to keep harping on that, but, uh, Anyway, plus I knew that there probably would not be a crowd, um, you know. So, uh, so yeah. So I chanced it went. There was nobody there. I was one of three people. But um, anyway, this film is called Promising Young Woman, and Rand and I had been hearing and reading lots of stuff about it. There was a lot of noise about this film, so we were both very interested in um, checking it out. And so I watched it and was hoping actually. And I called Rain and told him I watched it. And then I was wanting to watch it again on the screening and uh, had a family obligation. And so I ended up missing it because I would have watched it, I think, a second time to catch the first 30 minutes. But um, so this film is. So, so tell me, you know, because um, I think the depending on what theater you go to, the, um, the, the previews, the trailers last mm -hmm. Either fifteen minutes or twenty minutes. So yeah, yeah. I might not have lost that much. How much? How, what was happening when you first? Well, see, here's the. Well, I don't know that because see, the when I looked on the reservation time for the movie, it said seven thirty. When I got there at seven, like seven twenty-five, and got my paid for my ticket and get my refreshments, and the guy printed out the ticket. As I was walking to the ticket booth, I looked at the ticket and it said seven o'clock. So somebody messed up somewhere. I started to say something about it. But anyway, I just went ahead and sat in the film and watched it. So I go in and I'm watching. I walk into the theater and I'm like, well, yeah, there's no previews, um, which ticks me off because I love my previews. But anyway, and I, I'm sure that couple thought, well, why in the world is he coming in here 30 minutes late? But anyway, um, so I walked in and the main character, um, her, well, her full name in the film is Cassandra, but they call her Cassie. Um, she is a... Uh, Young woman, probably what early twenties, mid twenties, and she's in. Um, oh, no, she, like you I think she's older? Is she older 30. than that? Yeah, she's thirty. Okay. Well, anyway, so she's in the in the um, working in the coffee shop, and um, that's what she does for a living. She doesn't have any friends. She's, and anyway, she was there talking to her boss, and um, and then not long after that, she ended up. The next thing I saw, she was in a room with some guy that I think she had picked up somewhere. And she, I thought it looked like she was totally zonked out. And he was cutting up Coke on a table and trying to rub it in her gums and get her high and everything. And I could not figure out the whole thing because she did not seem to be affected at all. What did the guy look like? Did he have uh, like... He had on that flannel. He, had, he was a nerdy looking guy. He had on a flannel shirt. Okay, that was the, I believe that was the second guy they showed her go home with. Okay. So you didn't miss a whole lot. They, they okay. showed her going home with one guy before that. Yeah, but the thing about it, yeah, but get that though. I mean, so what? How could she have sat there and let him taking that coke if that really was cocaine? Which I don't know because I've never had it and don't have any desire to do it. But he is like just rubbing it all on, you know, having her snort it and rubbing it in her mouth and all that kind of stuff. And you can tell what he's trying to do is he's trying to take advantage of her. And then all of a sudden she just perks up. Yeah, she was faking it. That's um. 
what she had been doing was she was going out and um, using herself as bait. So she would go out to nightclubs and pretend to be um, drunk and like uh, halfway unconscious so that a, a guy, uh, like a sleazy guy would um, take her home and then try okay. to take it. And if he tried to take advantage of her, that's when she would, um, you know, surprise him by letting him know that she was totally sober. And then she would kind of um, tell him that, you know, he was on notice, I guess. Right. They, didn't really, they didn't really show what she, she right, right. They kind of implied that something happened, and then they, they the camera um, pulled back and let you know that, like, w whenever you thought that some she had blood splatters on her, it really it turned out to be something else. Like it was either okay. ketchup or something like that. But so, all right. So let's set the scene here. Set the do a synopsis of the film. So basically, from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, is she was in medical school, had a friend who was like a sister to her. They were very, I don't know if they were roommates or what, but, and unfortunately that girl ended up getting drunk or something at a party and um, did she end up killing herself? Was that the whole? Yeah, she, she, uh, she, yeah, she ended up killing herself and they weren't just friends. They, I think they grew up together. So they were. Okay, long time friends, yeah, from the neighborhood and everything, yeah. So, because um, I know she had that, the necklace with half of the heart and so, um, Okay. So anyway, so I, all right. So I got, I basically then realized that what she was doing, yeah, back to what you were saying, I figured out that, okay, and then the way she straightened up so quick was she was, she had baited that guy and then she just, because she was telling, make sure you, you know, know what you're doing next time you go out and try to take advantage of a girl and blah, 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 blah. Um, I couldn't figure out if she was really good and the intent was to hurt him or just to shame him or what the deal was. I mean, that's, yeah, I think, I think you not not being clear on what her intent was, I think that was intentional because they kind of um, left that up to interpretation for a couple of for a, a little while, and then they kind of um, suggested that she didn't really uh, do anything to them physically. But but at first they wanted you to think that she did that she was going to. Oh, it it, it was kind of it was creepy. I mean, I was getting creeped out because I thought, what is she going to do? to this guy. I mean, I just figured she was gonna pull a knife out and, you know, go to town or whatever. But, um, so, but the, the thing about this film is, um, cause it was hard to watch. Cause I'll be honest with you, I am not one to watch. I don't like reading books or watching films or watching TV shows about people who are, um, are sexually, I don't, I guess assaulted molested taken advantage of whatever i just that just i i, I it's just well, not they a, never, the, the movie never shows um a sexual assault they, no 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 it doesn't but it's but at toward there toward the end you hear what happens to you know you realize what happens to her friend uh, from a from the remember the video that right but they don't show it, it. They and they don't, don't show it, and they don't, yeah, and that's true, and that probably helped me with it because if they'd have shown me any of that stuff in the film, I, I, I couldn't have, I couldn't have dealt with it. So I just, I'm just not a, I just don't like that. Um, now, think, without I being, I don't think anybody likes. No, well, that's true. I mean, I'm not trying to make myself, you know, stand out, but it's just some people. Um, I don't know. Some people. I don't know. Is it's just? Well, I guess what I'm saying is it just. Some people can watch certain things and it's and they're able to get through it, but for me, it's just really difficult. And I I usually end up having to stop it sometimes. But um, right. anyway, but I but I thought um, 
the the movie itself I thought was pretty ingenious as far as the ending, which that's the only thing about this film is how can you talk about it and you just you cannot give away the end of the film. That's the, that's the biggest spoiler in the world. I, well, I don't know what's your what's your take on it. I don't know. I mean, I was going to ask you because the movie did debut. Uh, the movie came out on Christmas Day, so it's been almost a month. Okay, well, we can spoil it. So, <laughs> I mean, it just to me, um, I, and I and I'm thinking back on what we talked about earlier um, on our thoughts about it about some people not liking it, and I did see where, and I did in fact read one review where somebody said she was tired of seeing. And I couldn't really understand the con the context of what she was saying. She said she was really didn't like the ending because she was tired of the way something was portrayed. And um, but see, I disagree because in the fact that I I think what the movie was trying to portray is the fact that and complete and I could be totally wrong, totally off on this. You tell me is that um, that these young younger white guys thought that they were um infallible i mean they thought they could get away with anything and exactly. and um she yeah, came back and she was like she was not gonna let it she just she was not she was determined it was not gonna happen she was going to make sure that there was revenge taken out on these people and but i'm gonna tell you that twist of the guy that she started she really fell in love with yeah. that threw me for a loop i could not believe i mean that totally i don't know i'm maybe i've you might have already, you might have seen it coming a mile away. I didn't. That totally shocked me. Um, but anyway, but the way that the thing ended, to me, I, I thought, I did not see how it could have ended any other way. It was, yeah, it was sad. I mean, I, I hated that the, you know, I, I hate even to say it. Because, I mean, I did I did want to see her make it through too. But um, I, th I just thought it was ingenious. I don't know who came up with the idea, but they, they, well, I, I, I agree with the writer-director because I read an interview where she said that um, if she had, if she had, if if this movie had a happy ending, it would not have been realistic at all. Exactly. I agree with that. It but, I mean, and she even knew, she, I mean, I think she pretty much foresaw that there was no way she was going to be able to go and go to that place where these people that had taken advantage of her friend before, um, that she was ever going to make it out of there. I mean, so anyway, so. Well, another thing that the, the, the director said in that interview was that um, when she saw it, the Cassie was, um, you know, she was kind of out of control. And you see that in the movie where oh, her, yeah. her parents constantly tell her that she needs to get her life together. And they don't even know. <laughs> yeah. They don't even know. Was... And uh, her boss tells her she needs to get it together. Um, she also talks to her friends her deceased friend's mother and she tells her that she needs to grow up because she does get over it yeah she does kind of have an idea what she's doing and she tells her to you know grow up and um you know uh, act like an adult and um you know get it together but um getting back to the interview the director said that she the way she saw it the character was out of control and she was getting more and more out of control um, as time went on and the closer she got to her goal, which was the, the guy who actually um, had uh, assaulted her friend, that, um, you know, that made her more emotional, which caused her to start making mistakes. Right. Yeah, you know, um, 
And it all, you know, as they say, it only takes one mistake. Well, but the thing about it is, it's, it's, I really thought she had reached that point where she had accepted it and was going to just let it go. But then, like I said, the whole twist with the boyfriend. Yeah, and, she did. She, she, she was going to let it go because she thought that she had found um, a great relationship and, uh, and she thought she found a guy that um, defied the stereotype that she had in her mind. But then he turned out to be. Um, uh, well, he had been to the party. Yeah, he was at the party. Where party with a girl was assaulted. I mean, so. Yeah, so that uh, kind of, sh- I guess that kind of shattered her hope. Oh, so, totally did. And I think she, I think at that point she just, it just, she snapped. I just think that that, that was it. I mean, and, um, you know, I'm not trying to say that she was, not that anybody in the film was mentally ill or, you know, had issues, but I mean, obviously, well, I mean, obviously this is not. A, well, I mean, I, I mean, I don't think you, you, I think it's okay for you to say that because mental illness is a, 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 a real, um, well, you know, a, a mental illness is a serious uh, thing that a lot of well, people deal with. Exactly. Too. Well, do you think she was? If you, if you, you know, depression is something that you would naturally, uh, have you know um, might be faced with if your friend um went through something like that you know yeah and i mean then the thing that and the thing that she did like with the dean at the school you know, at the college and kidnapped basically she didn't well t- Even, t- and, and you know she you know uh her friend was assaulted while you know after she while she was drunk and <laughs> during the movie cassie um actually drugs some people you know she, mm-hmm. she Drugs are a, a woman that she went to medical school with and um, leaves her, sets her up to um, wake up in a hotel with a strange guy. Um, See, that, that freaked me out. I, I, also, I, and I thought, surely the good, to the good Lord, she is not going to do this to this woman. And I think that was part of, the, of her um, getting more and more out of control and spiraling. And also, you remember, she, she, she drugged Everybody at that bachelor party except for the groom. Exactly. Yeah. Why did she take? I never could understand that. You know where she parked the car when she first got there, and she was getting everything together. Right. She took her tag off the off the car and threw it in the woods. I never really understood that. So. Yeah, because I think because if she had survived, and she she was definitely going to be going to prison for that because she oh, came. Yeah. She came. She came to the party. Um, Pretending to be a stripper, who is she? They she was not invited to the party, and she wasn't hired to be at the party. She, she was there in the false pretenses, yeah. She drugged a whole bunch of people, and she had planned to mutilate somebody. So, and she worked at a coffee shop, so she might not have been able to um, afford a good attorney. So she probably would have been. Uh, she probably was trying to, um, you know, hide her identity because if she if her plan had been successful, she would have been. She would have been if she had been uh, caught. She would have been going down. So, so it kind of goes to this. What I think I was going to say to you earlier, and I didn't. But it's kind of like you know, two wrongs don't don't make a right. I mean, her friend was wronged. Her friend. It was horrible, a horrible situation. Um, 
And that's the thing I'm keep, I'm thinking now. Maybe I shouldn't enjoy this film as much because what she did was not right. I mean, I just, I mean, well, yeah, like because you want to see revenge, but you can't take revenge on yourself. I mean, at the, at the end of the movie, she well, I mean, it was always dangerous using herself as bait, like she did. Oh, horrible! And, uh, yeah, you know, if you, you know, when you look at the end of the movie where she sent the tape to um, that lawyer and mm -hmm. left him and left instructions for him to get it to the police. Mm -hmm. She could have done that without going to the party and without putting herself in that situation. You know? Oh, ding dong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is true. Right. That is a very good point. But so see, that to me indicated that she was, she had just lost it. She was going to make sure she saw this thing all the way through. Right. Wow. It, it definitely, y'all have got to say, I mean, I just, I, to me, like I don't, it, it could not have ended any other way. I, I, that's my personal opinion. Carrie Mulligan, um, which I've really not followed her too much as a actor, but um, I, I think she did a great job. I think she really just played it all out, um, you know, in this film. Um, I, I, I personally liked it. Um, you know, it was rough to watch it at points in time, but I think it, it but it has multiple messages in there besides the fact that, like, like I mentioned, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. I think it also speaks to the fact that, because she brought, like when she was talking to the dean about, and the dean said, well, you know, I, I look at look at all these young boys and their lives and their opportunities and everything. I can't just, you know, take somebody's word. Um, she obviously did not follow up very well with what happened. And, you know, and it brought, brought it back to the fact that, you know, here it is, he's, um, Young white guys are, you know, privileged guys apparently getting ready to, you know, go off into, you know, become doctors or, you know, whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's not right. So, um, so there were a lot of things that were done wrong, but at the same time, she was taking justice in her own hands, and it didn't work out very well for her. So unfortunately, so. But I will tell you, she played the heck out of the role, um, and uh, I, I like the ending. I just thought that was brilliant the way they ended it, like they did, and. Um, and I just love the people's face when they started seeing what was happening. So, um, so it, did you? Did you see? Did you see it coming when um, that guy uh, broke one of the hand broke one of the handcuffs and got loose? Did you? Did, um, you, did you think what I'm asking? All right, my question yeah. is, without um, telling you completely away. Did, did, you, did I think you, what was going to happen happened? Did you think she was going to be successful? Her plan. No. Well, no, but then I thought it can't end like this either. There was just, no, there was just, I, some, there had to be a twist coming. I just could not figure out what it could be because she's the, she is the central character. And for that to have happened, I'm like, no, something's going, something else has got to transpire here. There's just no way. So then when the police cars start coming, that was just. At the wedding. <laughs> Oh, I mean, of all things, that was just brilliant. I mean, just, just I, I don't know. I mean, it just it floored me. And then, the, then of all things, the one guy that she really had feelings for, for him to get that text message like he did, or the video, whatever it was that she sent, um, just, just brilliant. So uh, I loved it. So another great film. That that's that's probably one. Yeah, that's, that's a good one I've seen. Um, that's one of my lists for the for the twenty twenty. So, I have a um, perspective that I haven't uh, seen anybody else 
touch on, and that is that you mentioned earlier that um, the part of the point of the movie was to show that uh, a lot of those uh, white guys in medical school mm-hmm. were um, invincible. Mm-hmm. I was a little. I w- What was a little iffy to me was when they uh, showed her. Well, they showed a um, black guy who was um, laughing along with the white guys at the club. At the bachelor party. No, well, before the bachelor party, even at a night. You, I don't. You might not have seen this, but at a, at oh, night, the, when he was walking, when she he was walking around, and that's when the boyfriend that she liked so much came up, and and he's like, "What, Cassie? What are you doing here?" Yeah, because um, yes, 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 yes. There's a long history of um, black men being mm-hmm. falsely accused of sexual assault and rape. Mm-hmm. By black women. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. Now, see, I didn't. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yep. Yeah, as a point. black man, I, you know, I could not um, ignore that aspect of it. So I, yeah, I was kind of that part kind of um, was iffy to me and. Like, um, just two years ago, there was um, a white woman uh, named Nikki Yavino was actually uh, sentenced to prison time because she falsely accused two black football players at a uh, college. And the reason that she gave when she finally confessed to what she did was she uh, was trying to get sympathy from another guy who she had a crush on. What? Yeah. Oh my god! And uh, you, you remember? You remember? Uh, I remember you liked um, that show Watchmen a lot. Um, there was yeah. an HBO Max. That very first episode that depicted the um, Tulsa, Oklahoma massacre. Mm. That was an actual event. That was a um, black town that was completely destroyed. Um, dozens of people were murdered by um, basically um, racist domestic terrorists. Oh my God. Because a white woman had accused a, a, a black kid of um, making a pass at her on an elevator. Oh my gosh. And let's not forget Emmett Till, who was um, mm. mutilated almost beyond, well, yeah, beyond recognition after a uh, white woman accused him of Whistling at her, um, and I read that. Yeah, I read. I know that story. Yeah. Yep. The thing is, um, years later, uh, when she was a senior citizen, that same woman that uh, um, made the accusation against Emmett Till, um, she confessed that she had made it up. She recanted her story. Oh my God! Wow. And wow. I know I've given. I know I've given. Um, historic examples uh, from decades ago, but yeah, uh, this stuff still happens. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, well, it, yeah, I didn't think about the, yeah, that was a good, that's a good point about the film as far as uh, about that particular part, and then um, which, thank goodness, he did get away, because see, that's the thing, I didn't know what she was going to do to these people. I mean, that's with her mindset, You, I just didn't know if she was going to, if she was just playing with them, if she was going to try to if she's gonna kill him, I mean, it's just it played with my mind too much. So um. also, you remember, um, remember uh, the movie um, *Killer Mockingbird*? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, the book and the movie. Um, oh yeah. That, that case, um, 
in the, that was portrayed in the um, the book and the movie that was based on an actual incident that happened um, with it was it was uh, they called the it was actually a group of black men who were falsely accused of raping mm. two white women and they the press nicknamed them the Scottsboro Boys. Mm. They, yeah, they did um they did long prison sentences off of a uh, false accusation. Now in the wow. movie. In the book, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, um, that guy was actually, that black man was falsely accused of rape by a white woman. Mm -hmm. he, was actually, um, he was killed by a, a lynch mob, wasn't he? I think so, yeah. Oh, right. Lord. Yeah, just depressing. So, horrible. You know, it's horrible to think that stuff like that, well, crime period is horrible. That's even especially just because of the color of your skin is horrible. So, or how you might look or act or whatever it's just just not right but i mean you know unfortunately yeah, we're gonna uh, yeah like you at know the end of time we're gonna have people that are ignorant and want to yeah and so like you know my you know representation definitely matters but uh you this is one instance where you could left you could let the black dudes out of it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good point so it was you know it's not the best film i've ever seen i just think it was just a um it's just a kind of different take on a revenge film, if that's what you want to call it. Um, and I just thought the ending was probably my, my that's probably my whole favorite part. I mean, it, I mean, I hated the way that what happened to Cassie, but I feel like she kind of packaged everything up and put a bow on everything. And, um, you know, she, well, and the other thing too, you got to realize is too, she didn't feel like she was whole without her friend, you know, because they had half, each had half a heart. And so I guess that that's kind of how it all played out. So also, like it also, I, you know, I, it had to be devastating knowing, you know, because she she mentioned that um, people kind of um, kind of swept her friend under the rug, and they oh, just yeah. they just went on with their lives. You know that that's got to be um, well, yeah, that's got to that's got to piss you off too. Now, wait a minute, but the other thing too is, and and I think I picked up on this early on is Cassie. She must not have been at a and I hate to say this, but because this kind of comes into it too, was she much? She evidently was not as attractive in school as she was in the present time. Yeah, they did mention. They did say. Because uh, remember how he's like, "Oh, you look, you know, you look, I hardly even." I mean, the the woman that she met at the at the restaurant, and then the guy that kind of fell in love with her and everything, and he realized who she, recognized who she was after talking to her for a little bit or at the coffee shop. So that also speaks to. Um, appearances as well about how people will treat you depending upon you know how you look and in, I my, think, opinion, in I my opinion think, so. if I remember correctly she suggested that um, in medical school she was just uh, focused on her, her books yeah you don't really I mean if I went to medical school I wouldn't be going to party you no, know? No, she really wanted to become She that was really where she wanted to be was to be a daughter and they right. could get everything. I mean, because everything, you know, that happened just took her down. So, right. yeah, it's never it's, the rough film. Absolutely. So, so, um, so two good films, good talk, good discussion. So, what do we got as far as things coming up? Anything exciting? I got a little bit of time here left. So, let's talk about what, uh, what's coming up before we wrap it up. All right. So, I got, um, 
nowhere near as many movies. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm not as optimistic as um, that list that you posted. With yeah, Big exactly. Guy. That was crazy. Uh, let me see. I'm, I'm gonna do a quick count. Uh, six, seven, eight. Because I'm gonna tell you, the, and I, let me just while you're doing that, I'm gonna go ahead and just mention everybody. I can. I, everybody I have talked to when it comes to movies that I, you know, are movie fans, movie buffs, whatever you want to call us. Um, I have heard nothing but people say, when is Maverick coming out? When is Maverick coming out? Because, yeah. So frankly, I, I, I'm looking forward to Maverick myself. I mean, who in the world even thought that there would be a sequel to begin with? I mean, why would you wait 20 something years to come out with a sequel? I just, I still don't, that still blows my mind. No, no, not, not 20 something years. 20 or 30? Yes. 35 years. 35 years. God. So why you would do that, I don't know. Um, you know, I, so but, I you don't know, know. but you know what? If the, if the sequel had come out in the 90s, it probably been would have been pretty cheesy, I think. Um, well, it could have been. I guess probably, it probably would have gotten to the point now where um, they can do uh, this type of sequel and take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, although I heard today, well, that's that's movie talk. Let's go. On, let's go into what we're talking about. So, what you got? So, right. let me hear what you got. got uh, so, um, nowhere near eighty nine. I I picked out sixteen movies that look like they right. would be worth my attention. Well, let's hit it. Two thousand twenty one. The first one is already streaming on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet. It's called Outside the Wire, and it stars Anthony Mackie. Um, takes place in the near future, I guess. And uh, he, he, from what I can tell from the trailer, Anthony Mackie is a basically a human droid. He's a android or a mm. cyborg. And okay. yeah, he, um, you know, instead of sending, you know, remote control aircraft drones uh, to battlefields, I guess. Wow. Yeah, they're going to be sending uh, androids or cyborgs. On, that could be that could be a pretty uh, interesting sci-fi flick. So that uh, came, that was came out January fifteenth. Like I said, it's already oh, it's, it's already out. Yeah. Oh, I got to put on my list. So okay. You're not going to get around to seeing it. You don't. <laughs> hey, just wait a minute. Challenge me. Wait. Court, wait a minute. You've done. You've done that. And I haven't passed any of the challenges. So. <laughs> All right. So what else we got? We got another um, something else promising in February. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. It's based on a um, true story, tragic story about, um, you ever heard of COINTELPRO? Mm-mm. All right, that's a uh, federal uh, program. It's, it's an it's a, um, acronym. It stands for Counterintelligence Program. It was... Um, started by the federal government back in the 60s to infiltrate. They sent agents undercover to infiltrate um, civil rights organizations uh, mm -hmm. like the Black Panthers, mm -hmm. and they were successful. They totally uh, dismantled groups like the Black Panthers um, with- Wait a minute, um, that, was the, that was the whole intent was to do it, or were they trying to find some illegal doings within the organization? Oh, that was the whole intent. J. Edgar Hoover, um, the longtime director of the FBI, said... Oh, okay, never mind. Say no more. I know. Yeah, okay, he yep. Said, he said that uh, uh, black power groups were the single biggest threat to uh, the security of the... Hmm. 
Okay. And, he went, and that means that he, he placed them higher on his threat list than uh, communism, uh, foreign countries like Russia, who had nuclear stockpiles. Uh, so, yeah, that kind of gives you insight. Who's, into who's playing in the main roles? Do you know? Are they, are they known people that could be playing in this in the film? Yeah. Um, so, Keith, Lakeith Stanfield is going to be portraying the uh, federal agent who goes undercover. And um, let me, I don't want to miss his, mispronounce his name. Um, the star of Get Out, um, I think it's pronounced David uh, Kalua. He's going to be portraying uh, Fred Hampton, who was an uh, actual um, civil rights leader back in the 60s. Who was, was he the uh, husband in Get Out? He, no, he was the uh, young guy who, uh, Daniel Kalua, I'm sorry, is his name. He's the um, the young guy who was dating the daughter, the black guy who was dating. Oh, the white okay, okay, yeah, 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 okay, gotcha, okay, yeah, he was good, yeah, he was good in that film. So. And so he he's going to be portraying uh, Fred Hampton, who was a civil rights activist um, and member, chairman of the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party, mm -hmm. who was actually um, murdered when he was twenty one years old. He was actually murdered in his bed. Oh my gosh! Shot and killed in bed. Do they know who did it? Yeah, the uh, uh, the um, Chicago um, the technical unit of the um, Cook County State's Attorney's Office, in in conjunction with the Chicago Police Department and the FBI. It was a pre-dawn raid on his on his home. Oh my goodness! Okay, wow. Okay. Are we going to get something a little bit more light? <laughs> we definitely will. So um, a month later in March, we're going to get the long-awaited follow-up to Coming to America. Uh, this is going to be in everybody's back. Eddie Murphy's back. Arsenio Hall's back. Uh, James Earl Jones. Um, who else was in there? Um, just coming back. Uh, Sherry Hadley, who played... Um, Lisa, who was uh, Eddie Murphy's character, Prince Akeem's love interest in the first movie. She's back. Um, this is, and Coming to America came out in 1988. So this is going to be. now coming out with a sequel to it? Oh, my gosh. 33 years later. Jeez. Okay. Well, it, it just about beat the record for Maverick or Top Gun. So. <laughs> okay. Hopefully the comedy will. Hopefully the comedy will still be there. So, right, exactly. Um, so, there's actually. Did you ever watch The Sopranos? Bits and pieces. I did not have HBO at the time, and of course, I've heard nothing but rants and raves about it. So, um, and I know it won tons of Emmys and all that stuff. So, uh, but no, I never have actually watched it all the way through. All right. Well, um, the show is not coming back. Um, as far as we know, but uh, a prequel ha movie has been made that takes place uh, decades before the events of the show take place. It's called The Many Saints of Newark, and I think you will be interested in this movie, even though you haven't seen the, um, the television show, because one of the stars in the movie is uh, your guy, um, John Bernthal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. 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 Okay. I'm down. Never mind. Now, now this movie was um, 
It had been. It was. It was one of those movies that was supposed to come out in 2020, and it was pushed back. Um, at, at first, it was pushed back to March 12th of this year, but now it's been moved again. It, it's now scheduled to come out September 24th. September. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Jeez. Okay. There's, uh the next movie that was supposed to that was supposed to be a 2020 movie and got mar- moved to March of this year. Uh, it's called Morbius. Uh, Morbius is actually, and don't um, don't don't get excited and don't um, <laughs> don't 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 groan. This is actually um, based on a comic book. It's, but it, <laughs> I thought I'd tell you not to groan. Okay. So it's uh, it stars Jared Leto, who is a, a certified Oscar winner. So you know, keep that in mind. <laughs> He actually, he's playing a character who is a scientist who actually, he he has a um, some type of blood disorder, blood disease, and when he's, while he's developing a treatment, he um, tests it on himself, and he actually accidentally turns himself into a living vampire. Oh my gosh, okay. All right, <clears throat> well, Okay. So, um, sometime in March, they haven't told us, they haven't given us a date yet. The long-awaited real version of Justice League is going to be coming to HBO Max and possibly theaters. This is going to be the longest comic book movie in history because it's clocking in at four hours. Wait, hold, hold, hold up. At the theater, this movie is going to be four hours. Well, it hasn't been confirmed whether it's going to be released theatrically yet, but um, the director is hoping mm. we'll ever get a um, simultaneous streaming and theatrical release. But this movie uh, star it, it is um, it's a follow up to um, it's, <sighs> it's in the DCEU. DC let me eat my mixed nuts because I'm not. You're not exciting me yet with um with any with with any of the stuff. Hold on, hold on. This, <laughs> movie, this movie is the follow up to Suicide Squad, which you did love. I did love that. Okay. And it stars none other than Ben Affleck, who you do love. Uh, it, so this movie brings uh, Batman, The Flash, Cyborg, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman, and a resurrected a resurrected resurrect oh, film together to um, fight off an alien invasion. Ooh, now I don't know. Now that might sound that sounds pretty good. Okay, it's not, it's not a, a silly kid movie. This one is um, going to be rated R. And um, director Zack Snyder is known for his uh, grounded, realistic, uh, gritty, dark portrayal of uh, superheroes. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. I might be down for that one. Okay. Right. And if you're watching on HBO Max, you don't have to watch uh, all four hours at once. You do have to They have invented something called the pause button. Yeah, I can pace myself. So, okay. Right. All right. Oh, uh, and to give you a little bit of background about this movie, so um, Justice League was, um, Zack Snyder was working on Justice League, um, and in 2017, 
Uh, he had a family tragedy where his daughter actually committed suicide. Ooh. And so he, um, Ooh. now at first it was reported that because of this tragedy, he had to uh, step aside um, from the movie, but it later, it was later revealed that that was pretty much an excuse that the studio gave to get rid of him and bring in another director. Oh no, God. Right. He brought, the studio brought in Joss Whedon, uh, who basically reshot um, almost the entire movie. He uh, he lightened up the tone, put in a bunch of stupid jokes, and the movie was a huge flop. It lost uh, millions upon millions of dollars because uh, fans hated it. Critics didn't like it much either. Mm. And, but what happened after that is was um, you you would think that was the end of the story. Yeah. After that, the studio started going in a different direction. Um, they started making uh, more movies that were uh, lighthearted to try to copy the Marvel formula. Mm -hmm. Not all of those movies worked. One of those movies was um, Birds of Prey, which, although you told me you liked it, it uh, flopped and lost uh, millions of dollars. Uh, however, um, the fans of uh, Zack Snyder's original vision banded together and campaigned for him to be able to release uh, the movie that he always intended in the first place. And a social media campaign that lasted for a couple of years, hmm. raised uh, millions of dollars, finally um, convinced the studio to, um, to go ahead and um, let uh, Zack Snyder finish his project. And they, uh, they actually gave him an estimated $70 million to uh, finish uh, the movie, which was mostly already shot, but he needed to, um, he needed to uh, do the um, special effects. Wow. And, um, so, um, yeah, so this is going to be, he's, he's, he's working on the movie. He's putting the finishing touches on it right now, and it's scheduled to come out sometime in March on HBO Max. Wow. Okay. That sounds good. Now, April, um, the next the next James Bond movie, which is Daniel Craig's last James Bond movie, No Time to Die, uh, was moved around a couple of times already. And um, it's currently sitting at a April 2nd release date. But word on the street is that it's probably going to be changed again. And most likely, it'll be rescheduled to no well, this year. I'm just, I'm just got to tell you, I'm at the point where this James Bond film, instead of it being no time to die, I think it's going to be time to die. I mean, come on here. I mean, James Bond is fine, but you're not going to be, you're not the biggest money makers in the world. And this thing has been pushed around and moved around so much, I'm sick of it. So, release James Bond, James, now, I will, I'll, you're, you're half right. James Bond has only had one movie in the franchise to make over a billion dollars. However, James Bond is the longest-running franchise that's out now. James Bond mm. has been going strong since the 1960s. Yes, yes. But, I mean, come on here. Release the darn thing already. God. So. Even, even Iron Man can't say that. Mm. Okay, so November. Probably. Wow. All right. Now, what's still sitting in uh, April, um, on, the, on the schedule in April, which probably will get moved to, is uh, the sequel to A Quiet Place, 
That's currently scheduled to yes, 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 yes. April twenty third. I cannot wait for that one now. I'm, I'll tell you that that I thought that I thought the first one was just incredible. So um, yeah, can't wait to see how they're going to come up with a sequel. What they're going to do. I will be watching that one. So next up in scheduled to come out in May. May 21st is a movie called Free Guy. It's not a sequel to anything. It's a, an original movie uh, starring Ryan Reynolds as a regular mediocre guy uh, minding his own business until one day he realizes that he's actually a part of a video game. And Oh, no. God. Okay. <laughs> This movie, uh, if I had read the, um, if I had only read I've the, seen the trailer already. Yeah, the, tra the, yeah. trailer, the trailer's the thing that got me interested. That's, um, the no. video really interested. Uh, no. We'll corny. See. Looks corny. We'll see. As I thought, <laughs> I, I thought Birds of Prey was corny. You thought it was. Uh, <laughs> True. The best thing All right. All right. So, uh, <laughs> June 11th is the current release date for uh, the next... Uh-oh, it looks like it's already been moved. June 11th was the release date for the next Ghostbusters um, sequel called Ghostbusters Afterlife. And this one actually um, pick, picks up after Ghostbusters 2 from, what was that, 1989? Um, and the original cast members will be back um, the surviving cast members because uh, Harold, I think Harold Ramis uh, passed. Yeah. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, so basically, the one with the 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 one with um, the women in it. What yeah, that against yeah, me? That one, they're pretending that one never happened. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, all right. Right. So this will. Um, it's not just going to be the original characters. It's also going to be one of those movies where they have original characters as well as um, a cast full of kids. So, okay. uh, yeah, this might be one of those um, passing the torch movies. And we'll speaking see. of which, Gush Butcher, because of course you cannot help but think about Ray Parker Jr. with that song. But oh, yeah, they better he, have some type of version of that song. Wait, so, but he's, he's passed on, right? I don't know. This is a good question. All right. You keep on while I'm, I'm going to look that up. I think he might. I think he's passed on. Ray Parker, I could... If I, Mm, no, I lie. <laughs> he, uh, no, he's 66 years old. How many, how old? He's 66. He was born in 1954. That's not too, that's not too bad. And uh, he also performed with his band Radio and with Barry White. I forgot about Radio. Lord have mercy. So, but yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, Ray Parker Jr. I didn't mean to have him gone already. I don't know anything about Radio. Yeah, but he, um. Yeah, he's still alive. So, okay. I think this next movie is going to be right up your alley. It's called In the Heights. It's scheduled for a June eighteenth um, HBO Max release. It's going to be released simultaneously on HBO Max and in theaters. The reason I say that this is right up your alley is because it does happen to be a musical drama. Oh yes. Yep. So I I'll probably be skipping. Well, <laughs> you will not. Uh, no, I mean, now listen. Let's set this straight with all straight with all the viewers. I am not a fan of every single musical that comes out. 
I mean, I just happen to like certain musicals, so um, just, uh, just it, doesn't bo- it doesn't bother me to have music at the central part of the film. So um, you can't do it. You can't deal with it. I, you know, the subject matter is what you know. I, I it, like I told you, I don't like musicals, but uh, Hamilton was a pleasant. Hamilton surprise. was one that you liked. You didn't oh. like um, Purple Rain. Purple Rain was not a musical. Purple Rain was a was about music concert drama a concert okay interesting way of saying that okay concert well you're right because they didn't sing while they were performing i guess so or acting but anyway okay so in the heights okay and that's when that's uh june 18th june okay and uh it takes place it's about a community of um um i think a mostly latino community in new york in the inner city new york um no word about the um it is based on a 2007 stage musical of the same name okay. but i have no i'm not familiar with that so i couldn't tell you the story well, I, just, you don't... I just know that it's the okay it's set over the course of three days involving characters in a largely latino neighborhood of washington heights in new york city that's gotcha I mean. okay well I, right. hope have, I hope they have some good music with it that's all i know so and so um Next on the menu in July, on July 2nd, we're supposed to finally get a, our, um, a, a look at Maverick, the um, long-awaited Top Gun sequel. Long, long-awaited, which I <clears throat> never thought they'd even have one. Right. Now, this will be interesting to see what the storyline is going to be about and how Maverick is going to come back and, you know. Maverick's not going <laughs> Back, uh, Val Kilmer is also uh, supposed to be in this movie too. Val, Val Kilmer. Yeah. Lord, I, okay. Mm, what, was, what was his name? Iceman. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Iceman. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so, like I said, that's July second for now. Because if um, if this uh, vaccine rollout doesn't uh, work, doesn't go well. I'm pretty sure they're gonna move Maverick back again because yeah, well, don't you know? So I don't, yeah. think, I don't think Maverick is gonna be one of those movies that they send straight to streaming. No, I can't. I can't see that either. So, all right. So, um, we're finally gonna be getting a brand new character in a um, Marvel movie about a brand new character in July. July 9th, we're gonna get the um, nearly all Asian cast of. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Okay, first of all, stop here for a second. How many flipping Marvel characters are there? 3,459 that we have to movies? In the comic books, that's probably a a low estimate. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, okay. All right. Right. But, um, yeah, so this, I mean, you know, there are not many Hollywood movies, big budget Hollywood movies that feature a all Asian cast. This one is going to uh, be coming in the form of a, a, a Marvel movie. And these are actual, going to be actual Asian people and not? Right. As far as I can tell. Uh, no, no, there's been no negative yet. word or anything about casting and all that stuff. Okay. So and, that's good. And the director is actually uh, Asian as well. Cause, uh, okay, all right. Unlike Mulan, which was directed by uh, a white woman. Hmm. Okay. So, 
like I said, that's July 9th. Um, July. And um, next movie that uh, looks good to me is uh, in August. August 27th, looks like we're going to get the remake of, uh, I think, what was it? Did it come out in the 90s? Candyman? Oh, yeah. God. Oh. Yeah, I, we don't need a remake of that. No. Yeah, that was a 1992 movie. Mm-mm. We don't. We don't need a remake of that one. So. I think we do. I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I think that. Uh, oh. I think that today's Hollywood can um, can do that story justice. That movie was already creepy enough. I don't need to see this. Oh no. Mm-mm. You you want to see Candyman? A remake of Candyman? I definitely do. I don't want to watch the original Candyman again, but I do want to see a remake. Oh, well, all right. I, I just can't. Mm-mm. All right. And if, you know, we'll see. if you don't watch it, I'll be sure to tell you all about it. <laughs> you're going to we'll, get you're going to get creeped out one way or another. Yeah. I'll uh I we'll see how that goes. So, okay. All right. Uh so September is going to bring us Death on the Nile, which is a sequel to Murder on the Orient Express. Did yes. you hear about that? Yes, 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 yes. That was a great I, movie. It was a great movie. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't feel like it was the best interpretation of um, Agatha Christie's stuff, but um, it, it was so good. It worked for me. I haven't seen any of the other adaptations, and I don't like Ag- Agatha Christie, but that movie worked for me. Oh, you got to watch the original Death on the Nile. Before you watch the sequel, I'm telling you that right now. Or this this remake. Oh, when did it come out? Uh, 1978 or 80s. Even in the late 70s, early 80s. Yes. Oh, great. I, I don't think that late 70s or early 80s sequels can. Oh gosh. Can make you're, just, you're just too young. You're just too young. Okay, well, go ahead then. That's fine. Wait, wait until September. I, 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 I've seen some of the, a lot of stuff from that era, and I, I think mm. uh, it was it was a good thing. Wait until the uh, camera. In fact, let me see. I'm gonna look that up right now to see when the original came out. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, the camera technology has evolved to the point where we don't have to um, settle for um, just any old. 1978. Yes, I knew it. Peter Ustinov. Oh gosh, all these Mia Farrow was in it. Um, Angela Lansbury, Maggie Smith, Betty Davis, David Niven, all these old classic movie Betty stars. Davis. Yep. All right. Um, so um, October 1st, we're finally going to get the remake of Dune. Dune? Dune. Why do we need a remake of Dune? That thing flopped so bad it was ridiculous. It's one of the biggest losing moneymaker losses. In, no. I think the answer is in the question. Mm-mm. Yeah. This is a do-over to, uh, yeah. like you said, it was I'm a I'm sorry, movie. there's no such thing as do-over, so. It was mm-hmm. a, when you, when your movie, when Sting is the star of your movie, you're already, uh, <laughs> so, that, yeah. that 1984 mega flop that you're talking about, it, um, lost, uh, estimated $23 million. I can see I'm surprised it didn't lose more, but I'm sorry. Sting is not an actor. No. No. But, did, did, didn't you, if I remember correctly, weren't you a fan of that movie, that boring movie, Arrival? <laughs> I thought it was, yes, I thought it was pretty decent. Well, uh, the new version of Dylan was directed by the same guy to me. Oh, no. Okay, well, well that's. I, but I'm sorry, but... 
Uh, there's no need. Nope. He should have moved on to something else. So, but well, he did before he did Dune. He made um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which was a a great movie and much better than the original. Oh, uh, see, and I I I totally don't appreciate the original Blade Runner. Uh, me, I just, either. me either. I thought the um, it, sequel, that thing the sequel blew the original out of the water. All right, I haven't. Well, that that is so heavy sci fi for me. That's just definitely not up my alley. So, uh, mm -mm. Mm -mm. so, what do we have? Do we have anything for November, or like November, December, anything yet announced? Or, well, I'm checking because uh, some things got moved around. Uh, okay. Uh, do you like Elvis? Yes. So, I'm not. I'm not really interested in Elvis, but um, Tom Hanks is going to be playing Colonel, the Colonel in um, a movie called Elvis that'll be uh, premiering on HBO Max and hitting theaters at the same No, I don't need to see that. No. In November. Yeah, no, don't need to see that. Oh, yeah, so uh, Ghostbusters was moved to November as well. Um, mm. I didn't like the last Mission Impossible movie, but that the next one is going to be hitting theaters in November, November nineteenth. So I didn't put that on my list. I'm just checking the schedule now. I, I have no interest in seeing uh, Mission Impossible Seven. I'll pass. It's yeah, I'm not that crazy about it. So um, do you like do you like West Side Story? That's another musical. No, never been a fan of that. Well, do you think you would be a fan of? Oh. Steve Steven Spielberg directed it. Uh, no, no. Um. So, all right. So now we got. No, I don't. I don't need to see that. Um. But I have to mention this before I forget it because it, even though it's tied to movie news, and I got to wrap this up and go. But, um. Why would you? Why would anybody want to do a prequel to Willy Wonka? Um. Money. Like, absolutely that is that is so such a blasphemy i just can't it just makes me sick I, I just can't deal with that first of all it was blasphemy whenever um what's that weirdo's name that did edward's little hands um tim burton yeah tim burton <laughs> um he he just destroyed it with his version which was horrible um, I didn't even. I didn't even watch it. It's horrible. Uh, it's just, and then he destroyed the Miss Peregrine's Home for for, for for Peculiar Children, which is an excellent book, an excellent series of book, kids. But well, not really kids books, but they're about kids. And I really thought he would be the ver visionary person to do it right, and he messed that up. Um, no, his, his movies are just sometimes just way too much for me. So, but uh, anyway, that was my piece of news. I don't know if you had anything to add or any any news that we want uh, to leave out. I, I do have some news um, that I want to. So I actually um, touched on this uh, when I did a solo show. Um, there's a, for the next Spider-Man movie, which is going to be hitting theaters December 17th of this year. Mm -hmm. The rumor has it that they're going to be bringing back um, the past uh, Spider-Man. I know you hate... Um, no, you don't hate him because you say you like Hacksaw Ridge. Um, Andrew Garfield. Mm. 
rumored to be coming back as uh, Spider-Man alongside Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. And um, also, Danny Fox is rumored to be reprising his role as Electro from uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And um, Kirsten Dutz is... Uh, Mary Jane is supposed to be coming back. Mm, okay. And so I'm going to make a prediction. So in this latest Spider-Man trilogy, they haven't released the name, the title for the next sequel yet, the next uh, movie yet. Okay. But the first movie in this latest trilogy was called Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. The next movie in this was called uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. I want to make a prediction about the title of the upcoming movie, which has okay. not been released by the studio yet. All right. I believe that they're going to call this movie Spider-Man No Place Like Home. You heard it here first. That's pretty good. You heard it here first? That's pretty good. Okay. All Not right. To tell a friend. That's, uh, that is actually pretty good. So, Wow. And in other comic book news, Chris Evans is in talks to return to uh, the the Marvel Universe as Captain. I did hear that. Yes. I also read that one somewhere the other night myself. So, yep. Heard about that. There's lots of movie news, but I can't think of. uh, Yeah. Well, I'm. I can't think of any news that would not make you. Well, we can't give everything away to our listeners. So, we got to. Viewers and listeners, we got to say some stuff for next time. So, and, and um, speaking of which, so uh, we are going to hopefully have some guests um, here before too long, some more guests, which, and we're going to try to work on that here in the next couple of weeks, see if we can get everything lined up and do a show and bring some people that are connected to the cinema world and industry, Hollywood industry. So, um, and it may not be Hollywood itself, but it could be, it's still film, local maybe so anyway so we're looking forward to that but um anyway that's all i got so i'm, I'm about so I'm about uh, i do have a little bit of news that might interest you um i haven't seen uh, any concrete dates but usually by now i think we would have already gotten uh the oscar nominees yeah about to say what's going on with this so so um the they pushed back the oscars um, this year, uh, the reason they said the reason it was to accommodate um, quarantine. Uh, so they haven't even um, decided on nominees yet. <laughs> oh my gosh! Some movies that actually didn't um, debut until 2021 will be eligible for Oscars this year. So uh, I've already expressed my opinion on this. I just think that it's so wrong. I just don't, I don't, I don't like that. That's just, that's just weird. So do you have any, uh, any predictions on that so far? Only, the only, you mean as far as any of the nominees or anything or films? Yeah, any, any films or uh, directors or. uh, Mm. All right, well, I do, like we mentioned on our special movie we talked about earlier, I think Regina King will definitely be, um, I think she's the shoe in for nomination for a director. Uh, I just, I just, I do. I just really, really feel good about it. And I hope that she will get it. Um, 
I did not realize that another movie that I would keep raving about, Love, Sound of Metal, it's showing a release date of 2019. Was that for a, um, a film festival? I, see, I don't, well, it says that apparently the movie was made in 2019, but it was released in November tw- on November the 20th of 2020. So I'm not really sure about that. But Riz Ahmed, who is, is um, played the main character in that film, um, Ruben, Ruben Stone, he is absolutely amazing in it. And I know, for, I feel like for sure he is going to get a nomination for his performance in that great film. And then um, I think Diane Lane will probably get something for let him go. And the woman that played the the mother, the British actress in that film, she did definitely get supporting actor or supporting actor. Oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you, Diane Lane is also going to be in Justice League. Oh, okay. Well, she's all over the place then. Okay. Right, so, um, Sound of Metal was actually released. Um, it premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival in September of 2019. See, so how in the world are they going to put that in the I just want to have that would even be a, a run-in, I mean, a shoe-in for, or be able to be qualified for a 2020. I don't know. They've been yeah. in a whole bunch of rules this year, so they, they might sneak that one in there, too. Because he's, he's amazing. He's phenomenal in it. So. But that's about all I know at this point in time. So I haven't seen, I still haven't seen Soul, but I'm guessing that it'll. Oh, it'll definitely be up there as far as animated film as is yeah i in fact i wouldn't doubt if it ends up winning best picture best uh animated film right same movie i don't think it has much competition mm. no not really not at this point from what i can tell so but all right well i got to run so this has been a good catch up uh one more day of work of my real life but greatly enjoyed being here with you all and sharing some movie time with my friend Rand on uh, Fully Cinematic with Rand and John. Again, please, everybody, if you if you like what you see and hear, please subscribe, share, like, and comment. We would appreciate it. Give us your feedback, anything you want to say. You know, we'll, we would love it. So, um, And there's a, couple, there's a couple of different ways you can do that. There's a big red button underneath the video <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with the word subscribe written across yep. it. Do that that or you can just go down to the um, bottom right hand corner of your screen there's a black circle on the video somewhere you, you hover over that and another subscribe button will pop up just yeah mash, just hit that button mash it bend it. it poke it whatever you gotta do absolutely get it out there yeah we'd appreciate it so alright well Good talking to you. So, well, I guess we're kind of cutting it there. But anyway, so uh, good catch up. So, but all right, well, that sounds good. All right, well, I got to shower up and get it ready for another week, another day, I mean. So, my last day, thank God. So, and uh, that reminds me, I don't know why that reminds me, but it still reminds me. Um, the reason that I keep telling you to watch Man of Steel is because, mm-hmm. number one, it's a great movie. Number two, it's the beginning of the story that leads to Justice League. And is it, and you said it's play, is it playing on one of the streaming sites you said? And number three, it'll be convenient for you because it's 
should be streaming on HBO Max. Okay. All right. Let me add. You know what? I think I've got. And I don't think I told you this before, but just to give you some added motivation, Kevin Costner and Diane Lane. Um, Kevin Costner. You got Kevin Costner. You got Diane Lane. You got Russell Crowe. You got Amy Adams. You got um, Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, you got Michael Shannon. Any of those names uh, do it for you? There's a, I see yeah, Russell Crowe was in there too. I'm hitting you with some heavy hitters. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Wow is the right word. You need okay, to, I see. You know, All right. Yeah, you need to get on that. But see, that's surprise. So Zack Snyder. Oh, that's why they're wanting Zack Snyder. To, everybody's wanting him to do the. Okay, I see what you're saying. All right, let me add this to my list. Yeah, because when he when he made when he started, he had a vision for a five movie story arc. Yeah, he only got uh, through two movies before they switched mm. up on him. So See, that stinks. Right. So well, well, I just tagged it. I got it saved to my list of things to watch. So I'll have it on my list to look at whenever I get in there. So and I and I've got to hurry up and watch World War World War. Um, WW84 because it's getting ready to leave HBO Max soon, they said. So, oh, yeah, you got I've heard it's horrible. So, you got four days left on that, but I heard uh, it's horrible. Heard it's horrible, so I don't know if I'll get to it. So, but anyway, so I all right, no well, good catching up with you. So, and um, I hear Terry walking downstairs, so I'm gonna go down there and see what's going on, but um, we'll catch up soon. So, all right, well, try to have a good night. Um, and uh, I'll get that stuff to you, that, that email or that text about that site soon. So anyway, glad you, I appreciate you joining in tonight because I, like I know it was last minute, but uh, but I was, I felt like, Lord, it's been so long since we've talked about anything, so. Yeah, um, three weeks. I, yeah. I, did, I just realized that earlier today. <laughs> God, God. All right. Well, hopefully it won't let, be that long again. So, um, but anyway, all right. Well, I'll, I'll catch up with you sometime soon. So, and uh, you have a good evening. I'll touch base with you later. All right, later. All right, all right, see ya. All right. Fully cinematic.